0: Wow. Really bold of my recording volume to jump up to 0.07 when I put it at 0.03. Rude, actually. It's how I would describe that.
1: Come on, little rude, rude, rude. That's not how it goes. Come on. Rude, rude, rude. rude. (laughs) Come on, rude, rude,
2: rude, rude. Come on, little rude, 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 (laughs) rude, 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 boy. (laughs)
0: album (laughs) crazy
1: my brain got halfway through and then was like dude that's not how the Rihanna track goes and started trying to do work 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 to be fair the lyrics are only slightly less inspired than the actual lyrics to that song
2: (laughs)
3: This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world. A world known as Karthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and ale. This is a tale about a world at war, and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners, trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons.
2: to how to win loot and influence. (laughs) Dragons, that is the last word of the title of this podcast, sure. a DD 5e actual play for the Curio Network. Are you am uh, not going to retake that? No, because it's going to feed into my next comment, which is that I'm your incredibly sleepy boy dungeon master, Ben McAllister. You know
3: what, we're authentic, we're yeah. real, we don't do takes yeah. here. Yeah,
2: one take this episode, yeah. guys. I'm editing nothing out. It's just like a live show that we just did. I enjoyed it so much, it was so good, uh, that I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not cutting anything. So I'm your sleepy boy DM. What are you guys? Who are you? Come on, I'm Ben McAllister.
0: I am your macaron man, Jackson
2: Newsett. <laughs> weird jokes are going to land with me today.
3: Are you? But are you eating no, macaroni? we'll come back to that. Okay, okay.
2: Finish introducing yourselves, alright?
1: I'm your one-hit wonder, Thomas Ong.
3: Ooh. <laughs>
1: okay. A weird self-birth.
2: <laughs> well,
1: no, because we're doing it in one take, you know? Yeah, okay, okay, cool. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and who are you there?
3: Oh, I'm dice forgetting girl once again. Grace yeah, Chapel. Y-
2: you might even say, at this point, you should just acknowledge the times you don't forget your dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you got your character sheet at least? Yeah! <laughs> okay, good. good the good, right good. one. Good. Wonderful. Well, then, we're all in the room. Except for Jackson, who's back in Sydney. But, <laughs> yeah. you know... Here we are. Hey, we're, we're back in the studio. We're not doing another live Ooh. performance. We're just, we're doing this, we're doing this one. This is a dead episode.
3: Can you imagine if this a live and there was just no audience response? Yeah, it's
2: the oh, Dead Sea
1: Scrolls. <laughs> so sad. I can't get over how good my hands smell. Okay, okay. well, hey. That's, well, glad we, <laughs> glad, we're, glad we're on that. It's pretty
0: funny.
3: The um, hand cream Tom has used is called British Rose. <laughs> which I think Tom. describes him pretty well. Too, yeah.
1: Uh, which, in the Wars of the Roses, which house was Lancaster? Which colour rose is that?
3: I think they were white. No, they were red.
1: That feels right. Well, this is all riveting content. Yeah. My yeah. mother's <laughs> family comes just from. Just I'm Lancashire. sure I'm yeah. Wrong. yeah.
2: You know what? I'm going to look it up and then I'm going to, like, edit me in, in VO, saying the right one so I sound really smart. Nice. <laughs> obviously, Tom, of course, that was. It was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hang, on, just, hang on. Let's just leave a gap for me to do that now. <laughs> Tom, obviously, it was.
3: Sorry, I'm eating cake now. Can we not put this in? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the level of professionalism has gone right out the window here. Look, at Curio Network. The money went straight to our Yeah, heads. thanks for the money suckers. <laughs> <laughs> From now on, it's just gonna be us farting into the microphones for an hour. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that I hold my hands onto the slippery. We're gonna get worse and farts. All right. Oh. <laughs>
2: That's not gonna make any sense to the audience, Tom. It's just not gonna land. You're gonna have to cut it, and I already said a funny thing, and then you ruined it with a silly thing. Can we move out of this fresh auditory <laughs> hell into a recap <laughs> of our podcast, How to <laughs> on, I'm just,
3: Dragons? I'm just finishing my last bite. Jesus. <laughs>
2: When we last left our heroes, they'd finally met up with Garrick in the town of Korin, outside Carthus. Unfortunately, before the group could celebrate their rendezvous, they found themselves in a sticky situation. A mysterious woman known as Elena was watching them. A bar fight erupted and the party were rescued by accomplices of Valerius in the confusion, but not before Duncan knocked Elena out and brought her along for the ride. After a dangerous journey through some ancient tunnels, the party found themselves in Annalor, the subterranean base of operations for Valeria's colleagues who are researching the Cine, After sharing their story with Alvar Nettleford, Valeria's closest associate, it was time for the party to finally learn a bit more about what they'd become embroiled in. Alvar explained that he and Valeria had been researching the pieces for decades with little luck. He also revealed that the king was working with a former friend of theirs, the dreadful Esme, to find the pieces in an effort to use them for his own ends. Alvar shared a bounty of information that he had uncovered in his research. Chief among the revelations was Alvar's suspicion that Jodi's former monastery at Espera was in fact a front for a Sinai temple, not unlike the Temple of Gliada being a front for the Temple of Life. The group learned that it was likely the king himself who was behind the attack on Jodi's monastery, the attack which left everyone Jodi knew dead. Upon learning this, Jodi excused himself from the room and promptly disappeared. That brings us to right now. So we're going to come back in on Jody. And I think Jody has successfully made his way out of Annalore. I think you'd probably see Jody making his way through the lab until he comes across a little sort of square metal and gem inlaid item, which he waves over the panel next to the door and uh, makes his way out into the tunnels, This is the same door you guys came in through. Do you think he's going anywhere in particular, Jackson? Any any particular direction? Um, well, I mean... It's probably worth keeping in mind that Jody was,
0: like, stone as he was moving through these tunnels, so, like, while he has yeah. a sense of, like, heading through this direction, he's just, like... He doesn't know Yeah, he's, he's all rage and all heart at the moment, just trying to, like, feel his way out, essentially.
2: Yeah, and I think, I think as Jody is stumbling through the tunnels, he is beset by memories, or snippets of memories that he'd kind of forgotten from the attack on his monastery. Things that had been nagging at him. The whole journey that this podcast has covered but things that he hadn't quite sort of dredged up and quite put together but he is remembering seeing people wearing black on the day that esper was attacked and he's getting flashes of chaos and he's just sort of stumbling blind and not really paying attention to where he's going after an unknown amount of time feeling his way through this labyrinth jody finds the tunnel he's traveling in opening out into a wider space he looks up and scans the new area where he finds something interesting I think at this point we're going to move back over to the other guys who are still hanging out in Annalor. That's Duncan, Drazilia Garrick, and Alvar. Garrick chimes in and says, i we got to find him. I guess um, we've got these sending stones, right? That should work wherever he is." And uh, Garrick pulls out, pulls out his sending stone. He sends out a message to Jody and says, "Jody, where have you gone? Come back, or at least tell us where you are so we can come to you. What's what's going on? This this will have probably been sort of at the time you were still moving through the tunnels in sort of that timeline." Oh, cool. Okay, okay. Yeah, well then Jody will probably like sit on that for a bit.
3: Um, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, okay. like,
1: I guess, um. Take some time to mull it over if you want. Well, look, given, given Garrick said that and no responses come back, I think probably Duncan goes to Alva, basically says, Do you have any trackers who know these tunnels?
2: Well, we've, uh, <clears throat> we've been exploring the tunnels for a while now, but. Do you there's... have trackers, Alva? P- people who track people? No, we're mostly scholars.
3: Duncan, I. Is it really necessary? I mean, we know where he's going. Do think, we? Well, presumably. He doesn't
1: know where he is. He was stone. Derek says, <laughs> I think it's a safe assumption
2: that he's going to Espera, but yes, there's no way to assume he would know his way through the tunnels.
3: We don't know our way. How could we find him?
1: That's why I'm asking for dragons. But there
3: are none.
1: <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Therein lies the problem.
3: Um, If he wants to leave us, he's entitled to leave.
2: I think Garrick says, "Well, shit. I mean, I'm gonna go search for him. I'd love it if you guys had come along." Alva, any idea where he might have gone? Any? Any? Do you have anything in the way of a map? Any? Any sort of approximate knowledge of what's around this area? And Alva goes into his office and comes back out with a sort of crudely sketched map of the tunnels, sort of in the immediate vicinity. It's not. It's not all that detail. And He says, "Uh, well." This is about the best that we've got. We we haven't really mapped everything out. It can be quite dangerous, as you guys know, but this should help you if you're going to go for a search. Also, I really do think you should take these. And he opens a little pouch that he has, and inside are a bunch of sort of familiar-looking items. They're little sending stones. And he says, I noticed that the communication devices that you guys are working with are reasonably primitive. This is something of a specialty of mine. Uh, I think you'll find these ones more useful and uh he, he he hands garrick off this bag of sending stones which he explains or at least for mechanic wise can send infinite messages per day rather than just however many what two charges you had on the previous ones but similar to those ones the further you are and if you cross planes like the, the chance of the message is not going through increases essentially he's powering up your little communication devices but of course jody doesn't have one of these at this point so you guys now all have these nice. these nicer sending stones and uh garrick says well I'm going to head out and start... He, he kind of got too far. It hasn't been very long. He heads over to the door, and it is opened for him,
1: and he steps out into the tunnels. Garrick, wait. We've already seen how bloody dangerous these tunnels are. Alba, how many fighters you got here? And I want them specifically to be fighters. Don't try and trick me. I have a class feature. <laughs> don't give me bards. Don't give me rangers. <laughs>
2: just want fighters. Well, I suppose... Chiron is probably the closest thing to a fighter that we have in our party. As I said, we're mostly scholars here and pages. Chiron's welcome to go with you if he wants. And I think, yeah, the commotion has drawn sort of the the few people that you've already seen out of this main area. And Chiron says, yeah, I mean, it's dangerous out there. We can't let him go alone. I'll come with you for sure. And heads over towards where Garrick is.
3: Is there anything else that you think we need to know? Before what? We may not cross paths again for some time.
2: Well, um... I was kind of thinking you'd be coming back sooner rather than later. There is, um, <clears throat> your captive, and he thumbs at the door of the room containing Elena, who you guys kidnapped and brought here, uh, and says, but, um, well, I suppose we can always let her go ourselves or something if you, if you don't make it back. Uh. Okay,
1: Karen, you'll bring Elena. <laughs>
3: let her go
2: <laughs> um, Karen says okay uh, I feel like that'll inhibit my ability to move through the tunnels but I think we should really just get going sooner rather than later and if that's what it's going to take then fine yep okay that's great that's
1: what it's going to take actually I want to go to Elena un her be like can you fight uh
2: not really can you tell what
3: she is
1: only if she has fighter levels <laughs> it takes some time she doesn't have any fighter <laughs> levels I'll
3: tell you that for
2: free
1: you could have twenty levels of barbarian for Elena. Of- <laughs> yeah, Garrick turns
2: up and says, "Duncan, all of this is further time that Jody has to get ahead of us, and he's already faster than us
1: at the best of times. So I think we should get going." I've seen too many men rush into something they didn't understand and die for it. We're gonna do it right. Well,
3: rush into what the tunnel?
1: Yeah, you know that bit where we all nearly died, especially <laughs> Jody. <laughs> <laughs> Ella, swear to me that you will keep Elena here. Until I come for her.
2: Uh well I certainly won't let her go. I'll do my best. I am again again I'm a scholar, I'm not exactly a jailer, but
1: I won't I won't let
2: her out if that's what you're worried about.
1: <laughs> Fuck. No, okay, no, nah, Stick am sticking with plan A. and you're bring her in
3: You're gonna slow us Man. down. <laughs>
0: What has happened to military operating Tunkan? Tunkan, <laughs> yeah, in his moment
2: of crisis, he's panicked. He's got too many. This is his Spider Man, Mary Jane, or busload of kids moment. <laughs> and he's like, bring the bus! <laughs>
1: Oh fuck! Isn't it Gwen Stacy? I think no, it it's in, the Toby in, the oh, in the Tobey Maguire movie. Oh, yeah. in the Tobey Maguire movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking of when he accidentally kills Gwen Stacy. Spoilers! Oh, I've
3: seen that movie too. That's that's um,
1: comic book. Does that happen in the movies? I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I didn't see Amazing Spider-Man Two. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um. Take that, Guffey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: suck it. Paul Giamatti made me tune out in five minutes. <laughs> Paul
2: Giamatti.
3: How are we going to find more pieces without the map from Valeria?
2: Well, um, as per this morning, I still think our best bet is for you all to head to Hanleport and meet up with Alyssa Brambles and see if you can figure out where the Temple of Sea is. I think that's the next best thing to do. Also, I mean, we're not going anywhere. You could come back, you know? <laughs> no one's, no one's going to make you leave forever. Uh, and I've got one of these, these sending stones as well, like from his little bag that he just gave Garrick. Oh, so he's like... Oh, yeah.
3: All right, let's... We're going after Jodie. Let's go.
1: First thing, outside the door, we need to do some perception. That's character voice. Sorry. Yeah, we First need to thing. do some perceiving of things. <laughs> First thing we need to uh, see if
2: we can find some tracks. First thing we need to do is roll a twenty-sided polyhedral dice. Look at the number that comes on it, add our relevant modifier, <laughs> and decide what our perception score is like.
3: God, is <laughs> <at> you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, okay, so you guys rolling out? Yeah, we are. All right. Oh! <laughs> that roll
3: sound didn't make know, the I mic. I know, I did
2: Hey! (laughs) so you guys rolling out and what are you doing are you bringing are you bringing elena or are you leaving her behind karen's bringing okay Kyron has the still bound and gagged elena slung over his shoulders and she's just like "Mm -hmm," the whole time so you guys walk out the same door that you once entered into Analore, and now you're back in these tunnels with the minecart tracks on them and yeah why don't you give me some perception checks while you look around cool 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 11
3: Seven. I think I see the drags of the cart. <laughs> uh, a strange beast walks his way.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm going to say with the seven, yeah, you can't see anything, but you think that there's some kind of metallic snakes yeah, uh, <clears throat> slithering along the tunnels. And yeah, Duncan, you probably like think you see some scuff marks off to the right. We're going this way.
1: All right. Karen, keep up. Right. We're not slowing down.
2: Okay, so you head off in the direction of these scuff marks that you interpret as Jody's footprints, and Duncan thinks he's found a trail here. And as you proceed through the tunnels, you've all kind of got dark vision, those of you who are still in the party, except for Garrick, actually. No, Garrick's
1: a half elf, so he totally has dark vision. Uh, so
2: you guys have all got dark vision. You're oh, proceeding.
1: a half elf, isn't he? Yeah, they're all half
2: elves. Mm-hmm. But wait, um, is,
1: is Karen the one where, like, you're not sure how hot he is? Yes. Yeah, you've got no
3: idea. No, that was, the,
2: other Marcus. Guy. Yeah, that was the guy you oh, left oh behind. I'm yeah. not sure. So so. yeah, that guy you totally yeah. left high yeah. and dry? That
3: guy you totally fucked <laughs> I put his name on. Yeah, well, he might have been. Never fucking
2: fucking (laughs) needed it. The group proceeds along the tunnels, following the vague markings that Duncan thinks he sees. You move quietly and deliberately, intent on tracking your friend. Eventually, Duncan notices a series of scuff marks at the top of some stairs leading down and to the left, which the group takes. And after a disconcerting amount of time trekking through the dark tunnels, you see a light ahead. And as you proceed towards it, you find the tunnel opening into a wider space containing this light. At the centre of this wider space is a familiar structure. It's an obelisk, like the ones you've used to travel to and from the web. And sitting at the foot of it is a cross-legged Jodi Mastana.
3: We caught him!
2: Yeah, you caught up with him because he's been, he's been meditating on what to do while he's waiting for this this thing. I'm going to say probably the amount of time that the obelisk took to charge up is probably the amount of time that it required you guys to, to catch up with him. So you find him in this little room, this cylindrical room and the second Garrick sees him, Garrick's like Jody, why didn't you answer? We were worried about you. I and know. Elena's like <laughs> <laughs> from the place atop top shoulders.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Jody probably like stirs from this like almost trance that he's in and Stands and, like, regards his friends. And yeah, it's just like, I am. I am so sorry for that. I. I have to. I have to go home. I understand if you cannot follow me here. And I would not expect that of you, because who knows what will lie there and wait for us. But I've been avoiding this for more than a decade now. And. I need to see it. I would have expected you to ask us to come with you. Honestly, I didn't know that I... I didn't know that I could ask. I I didn't... I... When I found out that... who was behind that attack, I guess I was not spiritually ready for that.
1: I've never I'm been sorry. spiritually ready for a damn thing in my whole life. But you fucking ask us next time and we'll come with you. Well, I will. I, I don't know
3: about this one. Jacily <laughs> is very uncomfortable with an emotional expression. Mm-hmm. Were you just going to touch that obelisk without um, casting the uh, spam?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the ritual, Jody. The
1: ritual!
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> I completely forgot that <laughs> was a thing! Um,
3: I, can, I can cast the ritual for you if... One
2: <laughs> At this point Garrick uh probably Kyron jumps in and says, Whoa, uh look, this is I I don't know about this. I mean, we were here to find Jody, we we did. I don't I don't wanna this is not No, I'm not going no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you guys cool? Like, I'm gonna go back to Annalore. I think we all should. We have much more to discuss. I think we should too. And then, Jody, we'll go together.
3: I think we should go.
2: Garrick says, how does this sound, Dunkar?" You said you wanted to break in to the High Command in Carthus City. You know that that's a suicide mission. We can't just traipse in there, even if we've got the element of surprise for the tunnels. We'll be killed almost immediately. What we can do is make a plan. And if this is something that Jodie needs to do right now, well, I'll take Chiron, I'll take Elena, we'll head back to Analore, and Alvar and I will work on that plan you guys can follow this to wherever it leads. And and he holds up the little bag of stones and is like, we can always stay in touch.
3: Maybe we should just do like a real quick debrief of Elena. (laughs) A field briefing. (laughs) (laughs) Quick little interrogation. Chop up a leg. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Elena, I uh, pull off a gag. (laughs) And she goes... (gasps) Tell Uh, me everything you know, right now, as quickly as you can. Do you have a particular
2: topic in mind, or just kind of want me to offload here, or...?
1: (laughs) I point at the obelisk and say, take a fucking guess. She says, ah, that, um... I guess we call
2: them pillars, I don't know, uh, uh... I guess you guys have seen them before, you don't seem
1: surprised. Is Eastern League using them? Yeah, yeah they are. Ooh, okay, um... Could they use them to get into Carthas' territory behind the lines? Wow, you're
2: uh, really just cutting right to it, aren't you? Um, <laughs> sh- short answer... <laughs> More info faster,
1: I will cut right to it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> short answer... Um, I think they couldn't before, but I think they maybe can now.
3: They need pieces to operate the obelisks, don't they? Elena, how many people can do this?
2: Uh, well, okay, um, this is gonna be a lot easier if I just go from the start. Um, hi, Elena, by the way, she says to, to Garrick, and also, I guess she's met Kyron before. Well, uh, I, I must admit, this isn't the, the scenario in which I thought this meeting was gonna take place. I've been looking for, well, the four of you, uh, sorry, uh, Kyren, is it, I didn't, um, know who you were, but, uh... <laughs>
3: we don't know either. Keep going. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she says, uh, okay, so, as I already mentioned, uh, I'm from the Eastern League. Uh, I was in sort of, I guess you'd call it military intelligence. Uh, my group and I, my friends, uh, if you happen to know where they are, by the way, uh, I bet they'd really like to know where I am. Anyway, we we were tasked with surveying some hills, geological surveys to try and find materials and, and minerals for the war effort when we found something different. We found this old sort of ruin underground in a mountain sort of on the southeast border of the League's territory, and uh, Inside, we found these... <clears throat> and she kind of, like, nods in the direction of Drasilia's staff. Well, those. And, uh, there were these things in there that they seemed to to power. These weird metal devices that could be used for, well, all kinds of stuff. I mean, we were... My group and I were quickly sort of pushed out of it. The, the military moved in, higher-ups than us took over, and next thing I knew... What kind of devices? Like, big crossbows, or...? Uh, well... There were different, different things, uh, for example, there was, uh, it was kind of like a, like a blacksmith, but, like, magical and, and automatic. You didn't, didn't need anyone there, and all kinds of things were, were coming out of it. What was coming out? Weapons, mostly, uh, yeah, components for trebuchets and, and ballistas and swords and spears.
3: How many of these magical rocks did you see?
2: Two two of the two of these rocks were, were in this uh, place. One of them, they left there, I guess, to power the stuff that was making the weapons, and the other one, well, again, as I said, my, my friends and I were sort of quickly pushed out of, of figuring out what these things were and what they could do, but I know they found a couple of these things we called pillars, and they went into the place on the other side of them. I never went into it myself, but I know that they were using that place to get around. And why did you come for us? Well, I I quickly grew uncomfortable with what the military were doing. They were making weapons and they were using what I thought was this amazing knowledge for, well, the war. And uh, I wanted to know what the kingdom knew about it. I figured they must know something. And uh, my friends and I, we defected and we were on our way into the kingdom when we heard about you guys from talking to people in bars and and picking up information. you got to (laughs) remember, I was something of a spy. So, uh, you know. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, we were moving through uh, the kingdom when we heard about you and figured you might have something to do with all this.
3: Is this woman that we've kept as a hostage for, like, three days on our side? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Elena says, the other thing, right, uh, about the using it to get into Carthus, right, well, yeah, again, uh, when I was still working for the League and they were sort of gradually pushing me out of the, the research into these items and their capabilities, uh, I knew from a few friends I still had in the higher-up areas that... the place on the other side of the pillars, it was sort of limited in extent. There were only certain places that they could get within it. They certainly were never able to find the sort of connection point that brought them into Karthas proper. But, well, I don't know, I'm sure you've heard about, uh, the renewed fighting in the Ashwood. What? Oh, uh, you guys hadn't heard. Well, um, I just kind of got reports from people in Koran, uh, before you, well... <laughs> you know kidnapped me and whatnot yeah there seems to be some some troop movement going on in the the eastern areas of the ashwood
3: how deep have they pushed i
2: or, don't know uh, no.
0: <laughs> 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 oh
1: god she <laughs> she <laughs> she chuckles <laughs> <and then laughs> says... i think Duncan notices a chuckle and says wait
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, i want
1: did... Do you like dirty jokes?
2: She <laughs> kind of says, when the mood strikes, uh. But- You're in the party now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she
2: says, um. I dunno. I mean, I just heard about this, and then you guys, you know, kidnapped me and blindfolded me and, and stuff, and, uh.
1: Yeah, here we are. Well, look, you sit tight. Your Garrick's kept it for now. And we can talk about working together to make sure nobody uses the pieces the wrong way when we're back. Garrick says, oh, geez, that sounds like a lot of work, Jim Khan, But, uh. <laughs> Tie her up, shut the door, feed her. It's easier than a dog. I'm not even asking you to take her for walks.
2: I think, like, Garrett kind of looks like (laughs) semi-disgusted, as does Elena, and Kyron's just kind of shuffling his feet awkwardly. Uh, And then she's like, hey, you really don't need to do that. Um, Okay, fine, take her for walks. (laughs) She says, hey, uh, you could just, you know, not do that. I mean, I'm not going to... I would like to know where my friends are, but I'm not planning on... I don't know. What, what would I even do? I'm deep behind enemy lines right now. What, I'm you in said, more danger than you are.
1: You said yourself you used to be a spy.
2: Yeah, that's the, the first thing they tell you not to say in spy school.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst spy ever. I'm
1: oh, barely even a real spy. I'm more just like a spy kid. <laughs> Agent
2: Elena Banks. Hollywood's most bankable teen. team. <laughs>
0: Also, real quick on, on the whole thing of like the, the ritual, was there one initially when we
2: actually used the obelisk at first? Okay, so this is just a quick refresher for you. Yeah, you can just touch them, but you have a percentage chance of not going where you're planning to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whereas if you use it properly, then it always goes where it's supposed to go. <laughs> Right.
3: What are you laughing about?
1: Just a little sign, sound bite that I'd love to recontextualize.
2: I think
0: Jody so have the other, are the others like shuffling off then or is it like everyone's still here? I think
2: Garrick um says, Look, how about you let me worry about the captive status of Elena here? And uh I'll Do you remember you- she's
1: a war uh no, I was get saying war criminal. <laughs>
0: She's like, whoa, whoa, where did you get that from? Prisoner of war. Warc Prisoner of war,
1: criminal? not war criminal. <laughs> I just jumped
2: straight for the word war. Will do, Duncan. He distributes those those sending stones, and he goes over to Jody, and he says, I wish you the best of luck. I hope you find what you're looking for in Espera. And as I said, I I will figure out that plan for getting into the high command, if that's what you want to do when you get back.
0: Thank you, my friend. And I think uh, Jody
2: Jody hugs him. Yeah. That's nice. A nice, a nice, beautiful hug. And the
1: ship gets stronger <laughs> day
2: by <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jodric. Yeah. Oh, nice, dude. Um,
3: yeah, yeah, I think Jody turns better.
0: to Drazi and Duncan and is like, I, I, I really appreciate this. I understand there's obviously so much going on, but I feel like it might be of use, and more importantly, I don't know if I'll be able to continue without without going there.
2: And I think Kyron sort of stands... Kyron,
0: I thought you'd already left. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like they, they're about to leave, right? Like, they're, they're sort of yeah. about to leave. So so Kyron stands up, stands Elena up, and uh, they sort of nod curtly and, and start walking back the way they came. Garrick, as he's walking off with them, turns around and looks at you all one last time and says, Separating again so soon. Guess that's just the way things go, isn't it? And then he turns around and walks away. But as he says that, Drazilia is sort of overcome with a wave of sort of almost nausea. And that that phrase, separating again so soon, I guess that's just the way things go, isn't it? Just reverberates in her head for a few seconds. And she's sort of standing there, sort of dumbstruck. And at this point, Drasilia has another vision. In this vision, Drasilia is standing in some foothills that look familiar. She's standing in a clearing in the foothills south of Gartha City, the very same foothills that you guys travelled through on your way from Corin into the tunnels that lead to Anilor. And you think you recognise the clearing. It's the clearing that led up to where the sort of hidden crack in the wall was that took you into the tunnels. But there's no crack there. You're just standing in this clearing next to the sort of foothills. And you see these two figures sort of emerge from around a boulder and walk up to the place you're standing. You can sort of see them chatting idly. You can't hear what they're saying, but it sort of feels like a shallow conversation. Like they're sort of chatting, but they're avoiding what they actually want to say. You can feel what you've now recognized from your previous vision as this deep sadness buried just underneath the surface of the conversation. As the figures get closer, you can see that there's a man and a woman, and neither of them look familiar to you. Soon they move over to the centre of the clearing and they just kind of stop and look around and the man looks at the foothills and he looks at the segment of the wall where the crack should be and he turns back to the woman and he nods. They stare at each other, then they embrace and as they separate, you hear in Garrick's voice separating again so soon. I guess that's just the way things go, isn't it? And then it's over, and you're standing back in the room with the obelisk in it. And that all took place in the span of, like, three seconds in everyone else's perception of time.
3: Have they noticed anything about me? I
2: think they probably just, like, think you seem a little spaced out.
0: I sort of gave that um, heartfelt uh, uh, thank you to you both, and neither of you respond. In fact, druzzy it looked like you weren't even paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely, it it does mean a
1: lot.
3: Um, Guys... Something's not right.
1: Wait, are you changing the topic again after he just reiterated the thing? <laughs>
3: Duncan, no, no, this is...
0: d-
1: d- Duncan, it's fine. I, I no, I'm, I'm being to. serious. No, Jody, it's it. Uh, I'm no, no, we, glad d- we don't you have to do this now. It's okay. Jody. Jody. Don't
0: worry. It's just Drowsy. <laughs> every time I say something of importance, no, it's fine. Don't. I'm sorry. I'm just very worked up. It's just a, like
1: it's just this one day. time, Drowsy. Let's just be nice together. Let's. I, yes.
3: I don't know how to you say have this. So but much I to just... ask. Enough, okay? Something is not something is wrong here.
0: That's what we're saying.
3: I don't know how to explain what's happening, but I just I have a sense that something's not right.
0: In regards to what?
3: Okay, this is gonna sound weird, but I've been having these visions.
0: Oh, it's all coming out this episode. (laughs) 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 Yeah, all the talk was Jodie threatening to leave the party, (laughs) and now no one.
3: That phrase that Garrick just said—it like it triggered something. And I, I had this vision and I saw somebody else saying that exact same phrase. And I don't think I'm going crazy.
1: Who did you see?
3: I don't know. It was just outside the, um, the tunnel structure that we're in.
2: What, what did they look like? I would say they looked like a human man and an elf woman. The human man appeared to be wearing armour, sort of more practical, robust, like not like full plate armour, looked like he was, you know, dressed for walking through some foothills and also maybe fighting something if he had to, and the woman was wearing much more plain clothes. She looked like she was in, like, comfortable walking attire, certainly not ready to pick up a sword.
3: Yep, Josie says all that.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. But you don't know who they were.
0: So you said that you were having these visions, but it was just the one vision... Specifically that you had three seconds ago.
3: No, I... See, this is why I'm worried, is that I've had... I had another vision, and I had the same sort of bad feeling. I would say it's
2: like a sadness,
3: is
0: what you you felt. So what do we do?
3: We could go look outside.
1: We already walked all the way
3: here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would say you also, um... You know, like, from that vision that, like, the entrance to Annalore was not present in that vision that you just had.
3: Right. I just assumed that it was
2: hidden. But I, okay, I'll, I'll say this then. You know, from your experience of having actually stood at the entrance and knowing how to how to find it if you look for it, that like it, it would have either had to have been like hidden in a more specific way than it was the last time you were there, or it just wasn't there.
3: Okay, I don't even know what to be worried about, but I feel like something is coming.
1: <clears throat> have you had visions come true or anything?
3: No, but uh, I think I know the difference between a. Uh, a fake vision and a real vision. <laughs> no, um.
1: Yeah, like real vision is when you look at the obelisk that's here, that's in front of you. The fake vision is when you close your eyes and think, Whoa, what if uh, there were people in a clearing?
3: Alright, thanks, Kim Khan. <laughs>
1: What if there were people in a clearing at some point in the past? Just
3: forget I said anything, uh, we'll just proceed.
1: Now look, I'm, I'm I'm having a laugh. I'm just trying to I'm trying to understand what you're telling us.
3: I'm telling you it, it wasn't something that I imagined. It was something that was shown yeah. to me.
0: Did it was it
2: Gallic?
3: No, but it was just, okay,
2: I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, um, when you were hearing Garrick's voice at the end there, like, that wasn't me trying to be like, it's somehow, Garrick, it's just like, he happened to say the phrase that triggered this vision, so when the phrase was in the vision, it just, you heard it in his voice. Yeah. Off podcast, do any of you have any ideas or theories about what the
1: fuck that is all about? No, this is why I'm struggling. You do? Yeah. What do you think? Well, Duncan doesn't think it, so I'm not telling you. Yeah, I'm not putting it on the podcast. No, just, no, but just... I don't I don't want to soil anybody's minds with it. Yeah, you think you've got some You've got some thoughts yeah. about
0: that? Oh, can... I've figured it out. I'm not going to tell you, though. Yeah. Don't worry, I've figured it out. I'll write you a little cards. letter, and yeah.
1: I'll seal it in an envelope, in and then the... we can open it to see whether I'm right or not. Ooh, that sounds fun.
2: All right, so all, all the characters that I can have input with are all out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> so one of, one of you has to pick this ball up and run with it. <laughs>
1: well, then I think probably we do the only thing you can't have prepped for. It's a darker <laughs>
0: yeah. you will start making
1: it. <laughs> don't you ever leave me, Jody!
2: <laughs> I mean how much prep do you think I need for that? You <laughs> can run with that if you want, to take a con save, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: keep, keep keeping in mind Jody's hands ignore magical resistance. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, nah, surely it's a strength contest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a strength contest. To see contest. who's the
1: top or what? <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs>
2: hey everyone it's me here just checking in in the middle as per usual as always thanks so much for listening you guys are all the best we hope you enjoyed the live show that went in the feed last time and we hope you're really enjoying getting back on track with the main content just got a quick promo to read out here for our friends over at legion of renob another DD 5e actual play if you miss your table where you're sitting with your pals and rolling dice but you don't want to go through that scheduling nightmare of getting everyone together check out the legion of renob a dungeons and dragons podcast Just like your table, these goofs laugh, have fun, frustrate the DM, and sometimes go off on unnecessary tangents about straight-to-TV movies nobody cares about. Check them out at legionofrenob.com or on your preferred podcatcher software. So, that's Legion of R-E-N-O-B, which is definitely the word boner backwards. Thought you could squeeze one past me, boys. Well, gotta get up pretty early in the morning to make a dick joke I don't see. I work with tea. Anyway, go show those guys some love. Uh, It sounds like a pretty cool show. As always, ratings and reviews are super helpful. We've just hit 20 ratings on iTunes, which is awesome. So please consider doing that if you haven't yet. Thanks again. You're the best as always. I won't take up any more of your time. Enjoy the rest of the show. Do you hear that reply all about the Ugandan knuckles, Jacko? Fuck, oh, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, 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 for sure. Four <laughs> horsemen. Yeah, <laughs> such
1: a good one. Hey, what? That's one of the four horsemen. Yeah, there was
2: this meme that was like uh, the four from the apocalypse, and it was like Logan Paul, Ugandan knuckles, the um, Tide Pod, somebody touch my spaghetti guy, and the Tide and Pod. And a Tide Pod. <laughs> it was like, the, I don't know the spaghetti one. Oh, uh, it's just a meme. It's just like it was just it's this. Like, somebody um, touched my
1: spaghetti.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it somebody like, touched
0: uh, my, my spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> that was it.
2: Thanks, it okay. was just like the most time capsule meme imaginable. It was like the four like yeah. biggest memes at that exact moment.
1: I, the only, my spaghetti meme is like, is that one where it's like, the little dog, and he's like, please brother, may I have one spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> and He's got that little face, like, <laughs> that funny little <laughs> dog face, yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah, of yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's all spelled L weird in European.
3: <laughs> it's fucking European. European.
1: Can I just draw your attention
2: to the fact that I've been staring at a picture of Frankie Muniz for like the last 30 minutes? It's just like. We really derailed this episode.
1: You, oh can't, my... you
3: can't look away.
1: Hey guys, guess what? I got. 2020 vision. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, I held D twenties in front of my eyes with the twenties first. Oh, you out. did, yeah.
3: it was very yeah, good actually.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, put it on the tweeter. Hey T just got Twitter, so if you're on Twitter, follow T.
3: Oh, I haven't followed you yet. So what do you guys so, do?
2: How are you proceeding from here?
3: Is the obelisk charged?
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> obelisk. I'm gonna start using that. Oh. The obelisk oh, is charged. Oh boy.
3: Thus ending your sex life. Yeah. Jodie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Jody? Let's do this.
1: Thus starting your sex life.
2: (laughs) Oh, God.
0: You got you there, Gracie. You did walk right into that one. To be honest, any sentence is walking into it with change.
2: That's true, but that one was actually pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) That one at least made sense and was motivated by the previous comment. (laughs) Um, Cool. So do you guys guys go ahead and and, and touch that obelisk using Tresilia's ritual? Yeah. Do we need to touch it simultaneously? I think last time we figured out that you, yeah, or should all be touching each other or something.
3: Cool. <laughs> okay, uh, Jody, are you ready for this? Cut it. It's too sexual. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't
2: think, get I through think this corny situation. <laughs>
1: Get this pillar of rock out of our mind. Yeah. I think
0: uh, Jody, yeah, Jody moves forward and then like clasps uh, Druzzy by the shoulder and then does the same with Duncan and then sort of like gestures towards Druzzy to like touch the obelisk. <laughs> 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 hell.
3: Yeah. Uh. And um, we touch it and we go and we're not there anymore. So you know, no more jokes can be made.
2: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't. I, I'm gonna cut all that. Yep, so Drazilia can, of course, knowing the ritual that she has perfected from the books, reach out, touch the thing, and uh... do it in the right way so that everything goes where it's supposed to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <fuck> children. <laughs>
2: You guys are back in the web this place that you are now well probably still existentially terrified by but maybe a little less so given that you've been here before and you know a little bit more about it it is this endless plane of black this starless void you're standing at the foot of another obelisk which mirrors the one that you've just left no structures this time unlike the last section of the web that you were in this section is bare but you can still see the sort of occasional jutting pillars of obsidian rock and these sort of shapes and structures made out of this web goo that these spiders that populate this plane have created. But no immediate threats present themselves to you. On the sort of black endless plane, you can see these faintly glowing paths. From where you are right now, there are only two. But they're at right angles to each other. It's like a 90 degree arc. So there's one proceeding off to, let's call it, south, and one proceeding off to, let's call it, east. Also, critically, probably the most interesting thing that you see is 100 feet down the path to the, let's call it south, you can see one of these Cine Teleporter tubes, or Cine uh, Transport tubes that you guys used on your last journey through the web. As you guys enter, and it responds to the pieces, you can see it sort of start to weakly hover. And this one appears to be in a better state of repair than the last one you ran across. It's not so, like, sort of fucked up and rusted. It's like, it looks in pretty good nick.
1: Guys, it's the good ship. Friendship. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it only took ten episodes, but we're there. Should we take the good ship friendship
3: in um which direction? I don't want to um disparage your plan here, Jody. Um I know you're in a very emotional state, but um, was there one? well, it was
0: it had the form formings of a plan yes um I was going to to enter the web and then find my way to um espera. And that was the plan.
3: Cool, 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 cool. Um, how, how are you going to do that?
0: <laughs> well, I would suggest we head south.
2: <laughs> you don't really have a concept of which way is south, but... I guess I there's will- no
0: stars here. Oh, no. Yeah,
2: exactly. Namaste. No, but I will say, I will say this. Transport tube is off to the south, what I've arbitrarily called south.
1: What we could do is just start hacking each other to pieces... And you know, things will just go south from there.
3: <laughs> um. A
2: weird joke, but I prefer it to some of the previous. Okay, cool. So, do you guys head over to the tube? Yes, I assume Druzzy wants to take pole position in that. Yes. Did you say pole position? <clears throat> you did. Yeah. So you head over, uh, and of course, this thing has started hovering off the ground, and the door opens with its like, psh, like motion that you have seen it do before. And as you climb inside, you note that if you recall these things from the outside, they're kind of symmetrical. But on the inside, there is a windscreen that faces like one direction. You just can't see it from the outside. You note that this tube is facing
1: towards
2: the obelisk that you just emerged from.
1: Here's an idea. We don't know how many people access the web, but what if this is here facing this way because someone came from the other way and what if the only other instance we know of likely to have been that was when they attacked and then left Espera?
2: That is some fucking (laughs) thinking from Donkey Kong.
3: Well, we know that the Eastern League are using the web. But in the
1: Ashwood, that's still so far from here.
3: I mean, hey, it's our best bet, I guess.
1: You know, just to pick a first place to start, let's turn this bad boy around. I think that's a an excellent
2: idea, Duncan. Great,
0: right,
1: then turn around, bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: uh, do we assume that you guys, yeah, spin that, spin that tube around and, and get on, oh yeah, get shimmying? All right, cool. So, yeah, of course, you knows how to do these things. A quick refresher on this thing: it's this like sleek cylinder that's sort of hovers off the ground and has, like, a control panel inside. It's the theremin! Yeah, with the theremin that you use to control it, where you have to, like, scratch in the, the symbols off the, the back of the thing, if you recall. But yeah, you guys can start driving this cool tube in the opposite direction to the way that it was pointing. And you're rocketing through the web really, really fast, picking up speed. And it's probably not too long before, on the horizon, you can see, like, a point of... Something different, like something on the horizon, similar to what you saw the last time we were approaching an obelisk. But I will also say this. As you're heading, again, arbitrarily called south, you can also see off-road, if you will, off to the right, something else. Some other structure. As you get closer, you can see, yes, that this thing in front of you is indeed an obelisk that you're coming up on. And, yeah, off to the right, a little bit closer to you, uh, there is, yeah, another structure, which it doesn't look like an obelisk exactly but it is also sort of sticking up out of the ground it's not quite as tall and it doesn't have quite the same shape should we check that out while we're here
0: i think um yeah we, we may as well i think it, it might be of importance
2: okay so you guys pilot the good ship friendship over to this mysterious structure i'll say as you get close enough you would note that this thing kind of looks not that dissimilar to an obelisk it's shorter and it's more square but it is also all obsidian rather than this regular stone with the polished copper tip, you would notice that this sort of like obsidian pillar, vaguely obelisk-looking thing, also looks like it's been through a rough time. Like it's got a large crack running down it, sort of from the top right to the bottom left diagonally. Chips taken out of it, like it's been kind of shot to shit and put through hell. Before it, uh, as you approach from the sort of roadside, there is a sort of waist-high stone platform with a copper plate sitting on top of it, engraved. So what, do you want to get out of the, the tube and yeah. go have a look? Yeah, let's get out, have a read. a okay. out. Cool. So, Always. So you guys walk on over to this platform with the engraved plate. I must say the plate is written in this like ancient elvish, but you can probably decode sort of vaguely. It's It's a pretty short message. What it basically looks like it's saying is like, danger, do not go in. Like, it's basically just, like, a big, like, circle with a line through it, no sign, in Ancient Elvish. Do not use, keep clear, danger in here.
0: Ooh, it's so tempting, (laughs) (laughs) though.
1: flaws is I'm always down to fight.
0: Do we have Valeria's notebook? You
1: don't. No. You left it with uh, Alba.
2: But also, like, he he said he decoded it and, like, read everything that was important. And, like, you can assume in your long chat with him if he'd be like, oh, by the way, these weird, like, all this shit about the web, like, yeah. And, and like, Valeria didn't know much about the web when yeah. she... Yeah, right.
3: I think we should investigate.
2: Okay. Why don't you
1: take some investigation checks on the pillar? One sec.
3: What do I know about the stone?! <laughs>
2: yeah
1: gimme uh with my negative one intelligence my 19 goes 8 <laughs> okay uh Zunkhan, I will say you know that this is
2: stone not of the material plane it's the strange rock that you don't understand but as I also said it's also obsidian it's made out of this like obsidian glass but you feel like it's even unnatural obsidian glass and the damage that has been sustained to it I would say because of the quality of your check you can tell was not made by mundane weapons it was unleashed by magic in a fit of terrible passion
3: That's a lot to know <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: Is there like like obsidian rubble there? Yeah, I'd say there's a few chips. Can we take some of it? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Can I fashion it into weapons to
2: fight the White Walkers? <laughs> <laughs> Dragon glass. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, dude. I
0: I think that we don't have the means of investigating it further, but we should make a note of this and um, talk with the scholars back at Anorl.
2: I would say um, you could probably take down the inscriptions in a notebook or something. You guys can sort of vaguely read.
3: Yeah, nice.
0: Oh, do we have any like charcoal? Do we, do we have any charcoal and, like, paper so we can, like, fucking Indiana Jones once oh, it?
1: yeah. You mean to, like,
2: take a rubbing of the markings on the on the thing? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say you yeah, absolutely
1: do, this because I love that. <laughs> I love that image. Let's rub this obelisk. Not the obelisk. Oh. The, the, the plaque. Oh, like a dental visit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Rub that plaque with charcoal. Yeah, cool. You guys can... Is, <laughs> is that you? what your dentists do? Yeah, yeah, they make me eat charcoal. It's bad. Um, so, yeah, you can take a charcoal rubbing of the inscriptions on this uh, copper plaque. And the newest
3: Carthus Beauty Treatment. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, eat these charcoal bits. <laughs> and you guys get back in, uh, back in your can? Yeah onwards and away you proceed over to the other obelisk yeah you guys can see okay cool so you make your way to this obelisk it's sort of again just sort of sitting a clearing you get the, the impression that this like this bit of the web that you're in is like lacking a lot of the sort of you know embellishments and structures that were constructed in the other part of the web that you accessed sort of around the ashwood area it's quite plain you've basically seen two obelisks this tube and this one other sort of obelisk-esque thing but uh yeah no towers no stonehenges no like pillars that the, the obelisks are upon now you're at the foot of this obelisk, and it's it's responding and charging up and activating.
1: Let's puddle jump. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're going to take the tube through again? Yeah, man. You're going to take the tube
1: through again. Yeah. Okay, Fucking hell, punch it. Call me Ronan Dex.
2: <laughs> okay, cool. Is everyone on board with this Jason plan? Jason Momoa's character from Stargate
1: Atlantis. Okay. Yeah, okay. well, wow.
2: So you guys are in your tube, hovering before the obelisk. And I think, much like last time, you basically time it so that you move the obelisk through as Drazi performs the ritual, and you all come out together in the material plane. And I would say, once again, you found yourself in an obelisk in a fully enclosed room. This place that you emerge into. Do you, like, slam on the brakes as soon as you get through? In fact, take a dexterity save to slam on the brakes <laughs> oh, as no. soon as you get through. Guys, this room this is not a- my strongest. This room is a lot larger. Go on. It's a Three. okay this room is a lot larger than the previous room that you crashed one of these fucking things into so you don't immediately bust through a wall you emerge into a space with this tube and you're like flying towards a wall and you try and like yank back on the thing I think because you rolled so poorly on the dex save it does crash into the wall makes a clanging noise can I get you all to take I'll say dex or con dex or con saves bracing with constitution
3: oh my god the natural one
2: (laughs) 20 for Jody. Twelve for Duncan. Okay, Duncan and Brasilia each take six bludgeoning damage. Uh, you've jo- ruined me, perfect number. Jody manages to like contort his body and avoid like hitting anything, I guess, as he like rides the momentum of
1: this crash. If only I could contort like Jody, then you wouldn't have ruined my perfect number.
2: Uh, and yeah, you guys are now in this tube, having smushed it into yet another wall, back in the material plane. Do you disembark?
1: Any orcs to drive around on? No, there's
2: no whole <laughs> goblins here for you guys to fucking smush the thing into this time
3: yep Druzzy definitely acts like she meant to do that again <laughs> and hops out
1: great can I take an inside check to see whether or not I think Druzzy meant to do that go ahead you have to roll performance contest it's a
3: 19
1: minus 17 so I do believe you meant to do that and yeah. do a contest Druzzy what the fuck are you doing <laughs> you're a
2: loose cannon Drusillia but damn it you get
1: results <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I would have flown in my unit, Backed yeah, in my platoon, my yeah. platoon.
2: <laughs> yeah. So you crash this thing, you take a little bit of damage, but yeah, now you can disembark and find yourself in this room. And this, I would say, you quickly note, is a plain room, sort of nothing too fancy, really well cut. Bomb I thought you, you
1: the meant it was full of aeroplanes. It's
2: a plane room. This is the hangar,
0: no. dude. We're in the we're in
2: the modern day. Oh man, yeah. you teleported into our world. Yeah, no. Um, Welcome to Beth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're gonna go like fucking Stephen King in The Dark Tower. I'm self-inserting here, and you guys have to save me from peril. Me, Ben McAllister, the nose. It's <laughs> of- <laughs> uh, Stephen King, King in America. The Dark Tower. Yeah, he like in like um one of the later books, he like uh-huh. self-inserts, and they like they travel to like our world and meet like Stephen King, the author.
1: And- Rose. Yeah. <laughs> That is, no one of that film failed, or TV show, or whatever the fuck it was. What
3: it so what's in this room?
1: Nothing. Stephen King. Okay, so this
2: room is plain. It's an obelisk, one of these things that you've seen a couple of times now. And other than that, there's nothing in the room, other than a staircase, pretty much probably next to, sort of off to the right of where you've crashed the
1: thing. Drowsy, drive us up the stairs. The,
2: the tube will absolutely not fit <laughs> up the
1: staircase.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Jody disembarks and just turns to the others and is like, let's, let's go. And then like starts heading towards the stairs. Can I get an insight check from you,
2: Jody? Yeah.
3: Jody gonna figure no. out how <laughs> I'm
0: Yeah. Hang on a second. <laughs> you didn't mean to do that at all. Um. Well, listen. The good thing about insight is that I get a plus six, but I did roll a two, so it's just an eight for your boy.
2: All right. Don't worry about it. Um. So you start walking up the stairs. Oh no. Yeah. Cool. Okay. You guys are proceeding up the stairs. It's dark, so I guess Jody's got his night vision goggles on. And. Mm-hmm. And after a little while, it sort of switches back on itself and starts like scissors and heads back in the other direction. Yeah, it just continues to do that as you're heading up and up and up. After a few flights of stairs... There's still nothing to see, but you can... But we can see. Yeah, you can see, but there's nothing to yeah. see, other than, at the very top of the flight of stairs that you're on now, a doorway. And Jody can probably hear, with his 15 passive perception, sounds of revelry and commotion.
0: I think Jody like, sort of instinctively crouches down and then, like, lowers his hand towards the others and then moves up to the door to tr- see if he can, like, sort of... Is there, that, is that, is that like, a keyhole or something that he can
2: peek through? Ah, uh, yes, yeah, win through the keyhole. Sounds like it's the party versus a party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're an idiot, dude. <laughs> you're, an actual, <laughs> you're an actual idiot. <laughs> so, I'm going to say, Jody, there's no keyhole for you to look through, but you can press your ear up to the door, and you can pretty distinctly hear laughter and yelling of what seems like a sort of small group, just like really having a good time. There's no like music playing per se, but there's just a bunch of like revelry going on.
3: Is there like too small a group that we could slip in and go unnoticed? Give
2: me a perception check, Jody. Uh nineteen. You would intuit that it's like less than ten people making noise. But more than like three. Mm. <laughs> that's
0: bad. <What> a <laughs> I mean,
1: three's a crowd and you can hide in a crowd. But there's three of us. So it'll be like doubling the crowd. That makes a lot
0: of sense, Duncan. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the best plan we have.
1: Join us next week on Int8. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god, Intimidate would be like a great name for a D&D podcast, uh, but you have the D8 yeah, on the end. Yeah, yeah it's
1: yeah. not
2: bad. But it also
1: kind of looks like Intimate Dating. Oh, the god. word
2: Intimidate is always that then, I guess. <laughs> I'm okay,
0: trained in Intimate Dating. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second.
3: <laughs> Guys, I have a bit of a radical idea I don't know if you've noticed I'm pretty great at um, performing say I can see say. <laughs> 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 Also that, maybe I could convince them that I belong there
0: <laughs> Rosie, that sounds get... like a very excellent plan, I'm 100%
2: for this
3: I can mimic somebody
2: At the party. Do you have that? Did you take that
0: trait?
3: Yeah, I did. You took
2: that feed? The active (laughs) feat. You could, like, listen at the door, learn one of their voices, and then, like, mimic it from down the
3: staircase. Yeah, I could. <laughs> That's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, that Guys. would
2: fuck them up, right? Imagine, like, you're at a dinner <laughs> party, and then one of the people at the dinner party calls out, like, Hey, I'm down here! Like, down a corridor. <laughs> like,
3: hell! Guys, yeah. stop talking about it. We're doing it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yes, we are. I'm no, li- like, they're gonna... We're gonna put them offside. These might be perfectly friendly people. Well, I mean, that is we the can...
2: first time duncan's ever taken that tactic when meeting yeah. a new yeah.
3: group of people. But we can draw one of them away.
1: <laughs> one <Like> of them! <laughs>
3: figure out what's
1: going on the whole party's like no you go check out your doppelganger a lot yeah okay. <laughs>
3: okay but intelligence eight
1: i think it's pretty good
3: okay yep i go and listen at the door what can i hear
2: you can hear a bunch of people talking and reveling just sort of like yelling you can make out a few words it sounds like uh, quite a mix of different voices Are you looking for, like, a a lady's voice to tune in on, or what?
3: No, I think I'm looking... I can do animals if I want. I can do anything. (laughs) Um, I search for the most authoritative voice, I think.
1: Interesting. But, oops, she just starts speaking like Duncan. (laughs) I think uh, probably the most
2: authoritative voice that you hear is this very deep, what sounds like a lady's voice, who seems to be kind of holding court in this discussion. Alex, go crack another barrel and uh, let's turn this into a real all-night affair.
3: Okay. Guys, back down the stairs. We hide around the corner and Drazi says... So, wait, okay. so,
1: so what, are you, what are you guys doing? You're heading back down the stairs, like around Somebody the Somebody want
3: to ready in action or...?
1: Well, I, I'm not just going to attack them just because they come down the stairs. But you
3: could ready to grab them, like a strength tussle, as they come around the corner?
1: Yeah, well, all right.
2: <laughs> okay, so you guys are backing up around yeah. the corner of the stairs and sort of preparing. Duncan's preparing to grab the first person who comes through? Yeah. Okay. And hostage them. And hostage him. Okay.
3: Okay. Josie calls out Alex, don't listen to her. I'm down here. (laughs)
0: I think you
2: hear I think you hear what the fuck was that and you hear another voice go yeah that's really weird Uh, what are you some kind of some kind of mimic or doppelganger and you hear like general commotion spew up all over the room you hear like chairs being kicked over and people scrambling towards a door you hear the door rocketing open and you hear a deep voice yell out who's down there pretending to be me
3: who's up there pretending to be me (laughs) (laughs)
2: um you hear running down the stairs uh several pairs of footsteps so the first person around the corner is this large uh broad-shouldered dwarf woman wearing scale armor and appearing like she's sort of a i guess you'd say it's kind of like a raider-esque attire she sees Duncan standing there and her face lights up with shock well, my ready to action, does it trigger now? Is it yeah, close yeah, enough? Yeah, yeah and your ready to action triggers and you can go for a grapple. What do you do? Well, I, I grapple her. All right, make a strength check. Uh, athletics contest, I guess, for grapple. 25. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, dog, good luck beating this good roll of 22. But no, she uh, <laughs> kind of gets the surprise on this woman and sort of like grapples her. You've got her grappled. What are you
1: trying to do? 22. Yeah. Dukan's <laughs> in love. <laughs>
0: How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chapel, Ben McAllister and Jackson Newsome. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them. Or Still Interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com.